0: Smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover. Got pop like trouble breaking into her like that. Cool shade, stunner, yeah. Oh, you know to my mother, huh? Hot like summer, yeah. Make you well, like that.
1: I love it. Thank you, Eugene. Thank you so much. That was great. Michael, you Mike, you, threw, you threw me off, Michael. I, mean, you, I, I was expecting a Korean song. So was I. <laughs> it's a
0: Korean song. is BTS. But it's in English. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Thank
1: you so much. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, this is going to be good. This is going to be uh, my first garage uh, poxy show. We haven't even talked about this, right? So uh, I guess right out of the gate, do we say garage or do you say garage like the Americans? Uh, it depends <laughs> who uh, who your customer is. So you still, people have it different ways, the way they say garage. Like I, am I saying it right or am I saying it wrong or who says it right? Either way. Either way works, right?
2: Yeah. If you pay for the service, then you can... Say it whichever way you like. Whatever you like. All right.
1: So we, we've got... It's, it's Dream Garage. That's the name. How long have you guys been in business now? Uh, about two, two years, years. Two years now?
0: 2019. Okay.
1: So to the left of me, I've got Michael Crawford. And on the right of me, I've got Eugene... How do you pronounce last name? eugene seal seal okay uh dream garage inc uh you got a triple w dream garage dot me and the email is dg dot dream garage at gmail.com and then on instagram it's dg dot dream garage Uh, I want to give a shout out to Moso, Moso Bamboo, uh, the flooring, the t-shirt that I'm wearing. I always wear a different t-shirt from somebody else as we do the show, so I never have to worry about a t-shirt. So uh, where do you guys want to begin? Because I got a lot of questions about epoxy, the process, everything, why it's gotten so popular, so busy, and uh, how you guys got into it. So where do you guys want to start?
2: Maybe how we got into it. Okay, sure. Partnership here? Yeah, we're... uh, co-presidents okay cool it's just the two of us
0: 50 50. well (laughs)
2: it's good
1: that the woman's got to remind us of that (laughs) Uh, where did uh where did it all begin
2: for you guys were you guys always in epoxy no no okay um so it's kind of kind of an unusual beginning we both used to work uh, in a group home oh supporting people with disabilities um she was my my supervisor And uh, so it's a residential setting and, and, you know, you provide care for people and blah, blah, blah. And uh, one day we decided we were going to clean out the garage there. Um, We rented a dumpster, uh, threw a ton of stuff out, organized the whole garage, made it look nice. We thought, you know, this is a a service that the people might like, junk removal and organizing. And um, so... We decided we were going to do that on the side, like after work, uh, weekends. And um, we added shelf building into that. So we were trying to sort of organize, uh, clean up, provide uh, storage for garages. You know, everyone's got a garage, everyone's got junk, everyone needs storage. Um, Everyone
1: doesn't have the right garage, the right storage, the right garage. Correct.
2: Right. Yeah, so we wanted to... (laughs) Give people the right garage, yeah um, <clears throat> so we were we were getting into that we were they started with like the uh, when I say they her husband used to uh, work with us as well, but he's he's branched off into other areas okay um, yeah we, we just kind of word of mouth um, she looked into advertising, we got some online advertising, um, yeah, and we started with garage cleaning and um it was it was a lot of work it was stressful uh we didn't have all the proper equipment and stuff and people i guess there's so many waste disposal companies you know got yeah. junk yeah uh, et cetera. Et cetera. yeah yeah that we couldn't really compete and then uh her husband um you want to tell this part the uh how yeah, we got so it
0: actually my husband's brother in korea doing epoxy flooring so At the same time, we were doing garage cleaning, but it's not skills need. So lots of people can do it. So it's not lots of people want to pay for it because it's not skilled. So at the same time, we were looking for something we can have a skills. And then my brother's husband in Korea actually doing epoxy flooring with the company. So we We're looking into it, and we search it, and we try to find the suppliers, and we try to get help to start. So actually we started, we did lots of practice with his mom's crush. Okay. So we tried. Every
1: contractor, by the way, starts with family. Okay. Every single one (laughs) starts with family.
0: So we want to try out how it looks like, how it will turn, which way will be better. So that's how we started and then we found really really good supplier shop and they helped us to train us yeah start from there yeah Yeah.
1: but i mean you guys like okay so coming from working in um uh, the other industry home care and like this is not an easy thing to do or a right like it's not easy to do it right. Like and and I've done it before. I'm not a fan of it. I, and I I did my own place because I wanted to get it done because I hated concrete and I wanted to have it and I wanted to have a clean garage and organized. And, and ever since I've done it, I've always kept my garage clean and organized. It's gotten a mess, and but you clean and organize it again. But every time you clean and organize it, the floor's there and the floor's nice, and then the storage is there. It's all nice. So you guys just dove right into a hard thing to do. It's not easy.
2: No, no, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, we didn't start off, obviously, the way we are now. Yes. Um, we, hey, first of all, charged a lot less, so, you know, maybe that excuses our uh, early beginnings. <coughs> but, uh, you know, we were using uh, the uh, Home Depot, Rust-Oleum. Crap. Uh, we were hand-grinding <laughs> hand the, the whole floor, yeah. which takes forever. forever. Uh-huh. Uh, we were using uh, the patch we were using to, to fix all the pock marks and stuff was was good stuff but it was like toothpaste it was super slow so it'd take us three days uh to finish a job that would now take us like eight hours um but a lot of that is uh investing in the right equipment uh we were really lucky with the uh the supplier that we found um we've kind of attached ourselves to uh, the guy that owns the shop there or he's it's it's mutual like we work together um his explanation is uh, the more material we use, the more money he makes. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's a win win for both sides. It's a win win. And um, yeah, we got a good partnership there. Uh, we got other guys at the shop if we ever have any questions. YouTube is obviously a big help, um, it's also a hindrance.
1: It, it uh, the videos are not always great, they're not always telling you the whole truth. Uh, <laughs> you know that. Like, yeah. I mean, right? Not everybody's perfect video out there, right? for sure there's for some sure. good stuff there's some yeah. good stuff for sure
2: yeah you can get you can get uh, misinformation right fake yes. news is out there yeah Care- well even in construction
1: even, uh, even in construction right like people are doing certain things and they're like that's not right that's not the way it's supposed to be yeah, but it's since yeah. it's out there and there's a hundred thousand uh, of views then it must be legit not necessarily the case when it comes to construction mm-hmm. oh right? yeah yeah
0: you No, know, i can recognize before i couldn't but right now oh there's a better way yes it's not right way yeah It's really helpful to learn, because the the owners have lots of of experience, so give us good way, and yeah. And I think it was helpful because he was in, before Group Home, he was in construction area, so he had experience, and I always like to fix something myself, and I like to do that, so it worked out well between us, yeah.
1: So how was, okay, let's I love for you guys to walk the listeners through how you do it now. Cause obviously it's not the same way that you did it on that first one or the first few jobs, right? You learned a lot from that. So the process of going in there, you see a garage floor, typically garage floors are most of the time they're pitted, cracked oil stains, chemical stains, all kinds of crap in there. You guys come in and start how?
2: So you start by obviously analyzing the floor, um, we decide like how much material it's gonna need for patching, um, how much time it'll take with the grinding repair, um, what have you. So yeah, we start with that obviously, and then um, so the, the process uh, you start out with grinding the floor. Um, so we got a we got a really nice push grinder now. Uh, so you've got to remove the surface layer off the entire floor. Yeah. And the reason for that is um, it's not to smooth it. That's what people think, that you're taking the, the pock marks and stuff off, but it's actually just to open the pores up of the concrete. Yep. Right? Um, so you can get the proper adhesion. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't take the surface off, then the product will be just kind of sitting on the floor in most spots. It's always nice
1: to tell clients that you want to grind concrete to open up the pores and then they've got that glazed look on their face, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well concrete is porous, yes. and it has a cream on the level, on the top, and that cream prevents you from actually getting deep into the concrete, right?
2: Yeah, and also just like the oil, dirt, sand, everything will slowly, it's like our, it's like our face kind of, right? Yeah, gotta, yeah. Um, so yeah, we got we to gotta do that, and we always do explain to the, the customer why we're doing everything, uh, w- why it needs to be done um, so after we grind it down then we, we got to patch everything so we have different products for the cracks that we do for the pock marks. everything's from the same company do you guys want
1: to share the products that you guys are using or no
0: yeah uh.
1: so if it's a crack if it's uh, i don't know I, I may- maybe like a two mil crack or something like that you're filling it in one way
2: I will use the the quick dry uh, concrete. It's it's not normal concrete. It's got a chemical. I'm not even sure what it is instead of water, which okay. allows it to dry quicker and harder. So it's like a rapid setting concrete. A rapid setting concrete. All right. Um, and then for the pock marks, we use a
0: uh, polyurea crack filler. Okay. So it's like a one to one mix. It's all chemical. so it's based on polyurea. So it dries very quick in. F- in generally not in this cold but general general like in the summer in 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 the fall it dries in four minutes so we can grind off right away yeah because we need to smooth it out after patching so that make they fill the the, the poke marks and then it expand yes so it stick very well yeah
2: okay yeah and then we don't have to wait a whole day for everything to dry no. <clears throat> um that's stuff we used to have to wait on before right uh so once that's done then we grind everything down again to uh, get this not everything anywhere we patched so we smooth that down uh, and then we gotta vacuum the entire floor there can't be like dust and debris that'll be getting caught up in the the epoxy um and after that's done we seal the uh the crack not the cracks the edges like around the side uh, because your garage
1: slab is separate from your actual foundation walls right yeah. So there's always a crack there between those two planes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and we want to get it like as waterproof as possible. So if people want to like clean their cars or pressure wash the floor, scrub the floor, or whatever.
1: So what are you guys we, using for that crack?
2: Uh, we just use uh, normal caulking, like okay. construction caulking. Okay. Um, yeah, we just stuff it full with as much as that as is needed. Um after that that's most of the prep work right that takes a while um and then we do the the side walls
1: yeah the little section of wall concrete surface just on everybody's garage has that the walls don't start for at least a minimum of 12 inches or whatever sometimes it's higher
2: yeah it's it really varies from garage to garage especially when you get into the older ones there could be uh any anything could be there bricks plywood Yeah. yeah um yeah sometimes it's Two inches. We've gone up like <laughs> four or five feet. It's as um, low as two
1: inches. I've, I've never seen. Well, it must be a muscle a much older garage. Only two inches off the grade, off the slab.
2: Well, it, it, it's probably because of the uh, the plywood or whatever yeah. woods coming down. Okay. So that's all that we have uh, that we can work with.
1: So you guys are using your hand grinding at that point for the vertical surfaces.
2: Yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah. should have should have yeah. mentioned that. We we hand grind the side walls yeah. because, uh, well, you got to hand grind it. Our grinders like. Three two, three hundred pounds. Yeah, it's, impo- it's a floor grinder. It's a floor grinder. Yeah. So yeah, the, the sidewall's a pain in the ass. you got to use a hand grinder, and that's where you get all the concrete and dust and everything in your face. And uh, Yeah, we also patch the side. Because um, you'll get
1: pitting there, too. You'll get cracks there, too. You'll, so you have to repair everything.
2: Yeah, and usually the sidewalls are uh, a lower grade of concrete or less uh, less dense. Um, yes, yeah. It's just, uh, I guess, code and, and what have you that... Um, so after that's done, then we start off with, uh, sealing the walls, the sides with the, we'll, we'll say epoxy. We use epoxy or polyaspartic. Yeah. I noticed that on your, your
1: vehicle there. So what is polyaspartic? What is that material?
2: It's, it's very similar to epoxy. Okay. So it's still a two part thing. It's a two part thing. You got to mix A and B. Okay. Um, the advantage of that is, is, um. It's a bit more durable. It's, it's slightly rubbery. Um, oh, okay. flexible.: A little bit flexible. Whereas the epoxy is very rigid, like like a, a piece of glass almost. OK. So the, the bit of uh, elasticity or flexibility, um, it allows it to move a tiny bit, so if something really hard drops on it, or if there's a tiny bit of expanding or contracting, um, it won't break like the epoxy um but the epoxy would do that like if you actually did the epoxy
1: and you drop something sharp it actually would just chip it
2: uh most of the time no okay. but the, the poly is just a little bit tougher they're both very tough products um
1: when did the poly stuff start coming into the industry
2: um i'm not certain but maybe like eight to ten years ago okay i'm All not right. sh- i'm not sure. So epoxy is
0: is first, and then then yeah, the poly, yeah, uh, poly-
2: yeah.
1: polyaspartic,
2: right?
0: Yeah, polyaspartic is the later one. Okay. So mostly epoxy we use for like, so epoxy is a little cheaper than polyaspartic. So usually like a warehouse or a commercial shop. And epoxy is harder because, and then we can pour even pour thicker. But polyaspartic, if we pour, we cannot pour thicker because then it will gonna be robbery. Yes. So mostly epoxy we're using for warehouse or a commercial shop. And polyaspartic is more we're using for garage. And it also drives faster. And UV uh, UV free? Free. Yeah, free. Are
1: all epoxies UV free Effective. now or not? Are they It will go yellowish. I did yeah. mine like twelve years ago. And so, yeah, so it's gone yellowish on the exterior part of it from yeah. the drawer. But the, then now I'm noticing something interesting where the interior part of it has gone yellow, but the exterior part is not is not yellow anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a chemical reaction of the epoxy over time. Yeah. Some exposure, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. never,
1: <laughs> I haven't heard of it unyellowing. It's it's <laughs> like, so you know how you have that little piece of the of your garage floor sticking out from your garage door? Yeah. And that, I knew it was going to go yellow because it wasn't a UV-free epoxy. This is 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. So I was already expecting that to happen. Um, but then it's not yellow anymore. Uh-huh. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, but now the inside portion of it is yellow because the garage door is constantly being open yeah. and closed. And then you have UV coming in. Yeah. So it's just weird that it's unyellowed, And I still have to figure out that, you know, Indiana Jones solution. <laughs> I don't understand why that happened. Why turned? I don't know. Maybe you guys can ask your supplier and find out if that is there a reason why. Maybe the yellowing is just a top layer of of the epoxy or something. And Usually,
0: just the top because yeah. it's affecting the top. So that's why we're using polyaspartic for the garage. That's why I'm interested yeah. in
1: that stuff because yeah. it makes more sense. Now, is it more sensitive if you park your vehicle and the rubber or the weight of something will actually impress into? No, it won't. Right? No, it's no. not that rubbery.
0: No. Okay. No. But if we pour a lot, it will go rubbery. That's why we're not put. Thicker,
2: got yeah. it. Yeah.
0: But it's it's strong and yeah. Okay. It is
2: a bit more durable. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a good product. We really uh, embraced working with it. Um, okay, so now you guys are
1: doing the walls, and then
2: you would do your first coat, right? Yeah. Yeah, you prime the walls. Um, do you want to?
0: Yeah, we do. Pr- we first we do the prime the wall. Okay. Then after, so we colored the polyaspartic and we primed the war.
1: Oh, you're tinting it?
0: Yeah, we tinted it.
1: So you could tint it any color?
0: Yeah, it comes as a clear, so we can tint any colors. What's
1: everybody want these days?
0: Usually gray. Gray?
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Boring, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, is that boring? It's boring. It's very boring. And I can understand 10, 12 years ago. I went gray with <laughs> the flakes. You know I mean? The, the light gray, dark gray, black, white. That's what I went, right? And and that was nice, where you're walking on and you're just, you know, uh, spreading confetti on the floor. But, I mean, today, there's so many options now.
0: Well, it's like, a, actually, base coat, you're not going to see because we're flaking it. So, basically, you are choosing lots of different color of, of flakes, yes, color, flakes yeah. but most popular is grayish c- color. What yeah. are those flakes
1: made out of? Paint chips. They're just paint chips. That's all it is. Yeah. So they, someone sprayed it and then let it crack, and then now you've got all the flakes?
2: I'm not sure how they I don't know. I'm break asking. it down. Okay,
1: yeah, but because uh, okay. they're pretty big flakes.
2: Well, you can get different sizes, um, but yeah, they're pretty uniform. Like You don't have huge ones in there, and, and um, so we just buy boxes from our, our manufacturer. I'm not exactly sure how they make the, uh, the flakes.
1: What's the color ranges on the flakes? Because I know that they always group, is it two or two, three different tones in one? Uh, package
2: usually three sometimes th- two okay once in a while you get four or five if it's uh, a little crazy but people usually go for the the almost always gray and black some white <laughs> and if someone's feeling wild and crazy they might put a little beige in there oh so God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's wild and crazy going beige huh
0: sometimes <laughs> some people like bluish
2: I push for blue, uh, I see the blue Blue's nice when yeah. you get the
1: dark blue and the light blue.
2: Thank you. It's nice. But it's then what, what would the you use
1: for the base? Uh, well, it doesn't matter the base because you're covering it completely. Yeah. But when you do all the flakes, you're going to mostly see a nice sea of dark and light blue. It's going to look very appealing. Yeah but everybody, everybody wants, okay, let's go back to gray.
2: Yeah, you're, you're living <laughs> life on the edge. At well, the I, just just, I like
1: color. I mean, look at my shirt. I like color, right? So the thing is, and then in, all, in all fairness, I mean, yeah, sure. Mine, I did it so long ago, and I there wasn't many options on the market back then. Oof. True. I yes. think it was either you go the gray way or you go the beige way. There was nothing <laughs> else in between, right? So oh,
2: it's, it's anything. It's That's like what a, I mean.
1: And I'm seeing you guys are probably also doing the swirling or whatever, like you're doing different patterns. It's not necessarily the flakes. You guys have to tell me this stuff like i just so i mean okay so you start doing the primer right
0: yeah so prime the war with polyaspartic tinted and then and then we mix again with the tinted polyaspartic and he will get ready with the flakes so i roll the uh, side and then he's flaking
2: you gotta use like a a trowel and just kind of slide them gently up the wall. Oh, okay. On the wet poly. So you're
1: not handing them out or like just kind of not at this point. Seeding the grass or something like that. You're not doing That's it that. That's what out. we do for the floor. Okay.
2: For the wall, you just dump a bunch along the the side and you gently scoop it up. So you're not scraping the wall, you're just buttering it on. Okay. And it works incredibly well.
0: We tried a few different times, we tried to throw it, or we used- That's how I did it. Seed, <laughs> see things. And it
2: collects right in the corner,
1: and you're throwing it, collects yeah. in the corner, throwing it, collects in the corner. Yeah, I yeah. wish I knew this trial idea back then. That's amazing. And it would have worked, so that totally works. I can see how that could work, yeah. yeah. Okay, so now you guys are doing the perimeter. So
0: yeah, we do the whole side, then we need to vacuum it, because we need to do the floor. So yeah. we're vacuuming core dropped flakes, then we start the floor, so we again tinted, tint the polyaspartic. And then I usually squeeze, he usually roll. So I start to, from the back to the front, squeeze, and he's, he will roll. Then
2: squeegee squeegee. Yeah, squeegee sorry i i totally got it don't okay, worry
1: you know, i know you thought i i thought it, she said squeeze so yeah. you roll and she squeezes you no i wasn't <laughs> getting that it was squeegee i get squeegee. it no totally <laughs> okay. thanks. but thanks for correcting because people are probably listening going okay what's going on here yeah, yeah. we're both we're both <laughs> married <laughs> no no i get word. it so
0: I there's it. no I squeezing get. on the job squeegee site. squeegee squeegee okay yeah. and then i squeegee and then he start to roll, roll where what? i squeegee then at the sli- at a certain point he was gonna i was gonna finish squeegee so i would took over take over his roller and he would start to flaking
1: so that's the f- first coat no yeah that's the first coat on the floor part of it yeah. yeah okay and then you squeegee and then you so now you're walking on it with your golf shoes and yeah. you're, you're doing the whole confetti thing right yeah. okay yeah
2: you, you just toss it around like you're celebrating a win or yeah, feeding yeah. chickens or something uh, <laughs> exactly yeah you gotta hand bomb the whole floor uh, you do it while well, the the poly or epoxy still wet so that's that's the bonding right um and then uh you put it down super heavy so it's, it's way over applied just so you don't miss any spots and you gotta wait depending what we're using uh, an hour if if we're using some quick dry poly uh, we might have to go home and come back the next day if we're using a slower dry epoxy or something. Um, but then once, once it dries, so yeah, yeah, sweep up or leaf blow all the extra flakes, which there's a lot of. Wow.
1: How much do you guys do? Like, how much the volume for a double car garage, let's say, of flakes?
0: So for a double car garage, we prepare a f- 40, 40 pounds. 40 pound two of 40 pound flakes. Wow. But actually we're collecting the, the 40 pounds. So actually actual using is one ba- one box of 40 pounds. That's still a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of flakes. So you do that and then you let it cure the first coat.
2: Yep. So it's cured we scoop up the excess flakes. And then we have a, a surface scraper. It looks kind of like a a, a spade like okay. a garden spade that okay. you, you scrape it over top of the entire surface to take the sharp edge off of the flakes. Because so it, some will
1: land vertically or on an angle? Okay. Yeah. Right. All right.
2: So it smooths them down. And then after that's done, we, we leaf blow it again, vacuum it again. And then uh, the final coat, it's the clear coat, and we, we do the same process. She uh, she squeezes it, and uh, then I roll it after. Um there's a final roll you do uh a, a you cross okay so you're going cross pattern. pattern okay all right just for even um spreading
0: yeah one way rolling yeah otherwise you would make a you'll miss mark.
1: or will you miss it or is it like you won't be able to get it's, even coverage
2: with the rollers uh one one way sort of absorbs the product and the other way kind of lays it down it. okay so if you're going like this to spread it um When it dries, you'll kind of see the marks from absorbing, releasing, absorbing, releasing. Okay. So you got to roll all in one direction. So you you don't want to flip the roller by accident and use the wrong side, or you might just see like a an obvious roller. It will cure that way. It may. It may. It may not. Okay. Uh, We don't want to take a chance. So yeah, we do cross roll one one side of the roller, Um, and then that's it. Wait for it to dry. And, and then uh, how long
1: before you can drive on it
2: uh
0: three days drive three on. days huh but for the walk one is like we we'll usually say one day but generally it drives faster in summer it drives slower yeah, yeah. And i,
1: I want to get into uh the weather of it because weather is critical on this stuff but let me just share a little bit of history of garages just uh, it's all about an education right here. <laughs> all right at first cars were only available to the wealthy and they soon realized they needed a place to store them to protect them from the elements entrepreneurs and those who own gr- carriage houses saw a great business opportunity they opened up repurposed garages uh carriages houses and to the public allowing anyone who owned a car to rent the space Uh, Cleaned and maintained space for 15 to 20 bucks back in the day. Uh, Some of these carriage houses still uh, housed livestock, so expensive cars started smelling like manure. Uh, The wealthy sought an alternative around the same time, like cars were becoming more affordable to everybody. Uh, Homeowners began building shed-like structures on the properties with barn doors that could be swung, but that posed a challenge in the winter months. Sliding doors were invented in the early 1920s, but wasted a lot of space. 1921, overhead doors were invented, and five years later, the first electric car door opener was made. Uh, Garages became standard on properties in the mid-1920s, but weren't incorporated into homes into the 40s, During the 1960s, garages accounted for 45% of the square footage of the entire home. Now over 97, or sorry, 79% of homes in the U.S. have at least a single car garage. It's a lot of market for you guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: know I want to talk about the weather because uh, that's the first thing when I started doing mine and I read about it. Because I've actually done, I've done three epoxies because I've offered it to clients. I do not like doing it for the whole grinding aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't matter how many times you hook it up to the vacuum, you're grinding so much, uh, not so much, you're, you're, the volume of material that you're removing is filling up the vacuum so quickly that you got to constantly be emptying that out and then doing it over and over and over, and it drives me crazy, right? Oh, yeah. So I d- I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of it, but temperature is cr- critical, and it's not like we're going into the fall and it's, Like this morning, Mm -hmm. it was 10 degrees. It was warm, but concrete retains the cold and you're applying this material onto cold. So you got to make sure the concrete's at a certain temperature, right? Like there's an optimum temperature. The air is the same thing. So you guys like, at what point do you guys start, stop? Like, uh, because obviously we live in Canada, so you have to factor this in.
0: Yeah. So the one thing is uh, for epoxy, if it goes below five, it will not going to cure at all it will never but cure never cure so but the polyaspartic so it's okay it will gonna dry uh, until minus seven but even though like uh, go below it just stop curing it go, when it goes up it's you it will gonna start curing again
1: Oh, so, okay, so what, why is this material so amazing? I don't understand how... Chemical engineers, smart people. Uh. It's, it's based <laughs> on the same,
0: same area, but just chemical difference, yeah. And that's why polyaspartic came later on. So. Is this a
1: Canadian or American product, or who came up with this, pro- this material?
2: I'm assuming it was created in the, the U.S., but okay. our suppliers, um, they're from uh, Quebec. Okay. okay, all right, yeah. could have
1: been from there too as well. Maybe. There's maybe. lots of chemi- chemicals in Quebec.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of chemical uh, manufacturing there, so oh, yeah, which is weird, but
1: well. that's a whole other show. Yeah. Um, okay, so and I know. So, how is there a point where it's too hot? Can it get too warm that you guys can't apply it, or that doesn't apply for this?
2: Humidity can be a bit of a problem because you don't want moisture getting in there. Okay, uh, that can lead to bubbling and and not proper uh, curing setting. Bless you. So, <laughs> bless you. <ya. laughs> so we just got to keep an eye on uh, super sweltering weather it's it's not too bad around here i mean yeah we get the hot weather but you work around it so so what
1: happens if you do get a defect or like you don't have to grind the whole thing again do you or um oh if it's a major defect yeah you have Uh, to grind the whole thing all over again
2: there's a couple floors of. I hate to admit it, but we've had to redo a couple floors, like just remove the whole surface and that's that's not fun. It's a good incentive to to do, do a r- good job. Properly
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> it's chemical. Sometimes we cannot expect what we're gonna bring. So yeah. It's not all the time but some like yeah, unusual.
1: So yeah. what was it like a bubbling effect or something or something happened?
2: Um so it's part A and part B, right? Yeah. Uh we did two part A's. We mixed two part A's. Okay. Accidentally. accidentally.
0: Oh. So we didn't put part B in.
2: Yeah. So we spread that down. We used the squeegee. We rolled it. And we're thinking, okay, this will be, you know, nice and cured uh, by morning. But it didn't cure because it was, it was still just. still gummy? No, not even gummy. It's 100% just wet. Yeah. We uh, found
0: out in the bucket, usually because we were in the bucket, measuring bucket, so bucket dries so we just p- peeling out and clean the bucket and reuse it. So next day we tried, we look at the bucket, but it was liquid. S- hmm. So we found out, yeah. So the where, are the other, where are the other
1: two bees?
2: Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole the story. That was standing <laughs> was
0: there. So the thing is it was summer. So polyaspartic dries really fast. So our working time, Basically, when, when I squeegee and roll, it, the working time is really short. Like l- we need to do less than 20, 20 minutes. Yeah, you gotta So we're in rush. So at some point we confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it was a rough day.
1: Now, is there when you guys get to certain houses? Is there a point where concrete is just too damaged that it can't be patched, repaired, sealed? That you got to consider demolishing the concrete and putting a new slab. Yeah, like you've come across that, right? There's
2: been a few. Yeah, yeah, where we just won't touch it because there's just there's way too many risks, right? It's yeah. gonna keep crumbling. Yeah, you know the the epoxy or the poly, it'll help preserve it. Uh, it'll extend the life, but when it's that far gone, it's gonna just crumble and it's gonna pull the the product with it. So we'll tell them like you can get it uh Maybe take the whole floor out, just bring in a concrete guy we don't try to We don't try to step on other people's toes, you know we're not concrete experts, yeah um, so yeah, we won't do it because we offer a ten year warranty, and um, we don't want to be going back or we don't cover that sort of you know if the floor is just coming apart, but people will still phone, and they'll say oh you know how it is um Those, because they don't want to
1: spend the money of having to demolish and repour again and then plus you guys tell me um you can't epoxy fresh concrete you have to let it fully cure before you can epoxy
2: it right it's gonna be at least yeah. a month
1: yeah 28 days minimum before yep. you can do it
2: but you'll have people we've had contractors that are trying to get us to go over top of wet concrete or just go over garbage or you know, just awful floors. because they, they not just understand
1: this? Like how this works? Concrete still looks, ex- it's still a, well, they do, moisture. but they don't, sure. These
2: guys wouldn't, wouldn't care. I'm assuming. Cause they want to just
1: finish the job and get it done because they've sold the epoxy floor to their clients.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a whole class of people that the strategy, instead of doing a good job and getting, you know, recommendations or growing your brand, it's kind of, there's so many people around here. You can do a quick, cheap job with poor material make a bit of uh, money, undercut people that are doing a proper job, and then never have to worry about bumping into them again because there's 3 million more people around here that you can go and get work from. Yeah, it's the shady part of the business. Yeah, so we just, you know, if we if we meet up with a contractor or someone like that, then we just cut them out. And uh, So, so are you guys, uh, I'm
1: trying to figure out, have we evolved with the color? Are we, like, you have the options to do other things, like, but you're... Clients are asking, but they're still reverting right back to the go-to mainstay.
2: I'd say 90% of the time they go with black, gray, white, maybe beige. Can you make a red garage? Like,
1: like a real red yeah. flakes?
2: Oh, yeah. I think that would look sick, no?
1: That would look really good.
2: Red, gold, Especially if you've got blue. a black
1: car. You've got a black car and parked there. I know. And you do black like, um, uh, shelving that you, you were talking about off mic before we got started. Like, wouldn't that look cool? yeah or is that just too christmasy for you to open up the garage door and like <laughs> what's wrong with christmas there's nothing wrong with it it's i'm just saying i think red would look cool if you did a red flakes floor i think that would look cool i mean what other colors would it, yellow be a little bright
2: well it depends if you, you're parking your your yellow porsche you know you might want to go for yellow you got a red ferrari so there's
1: flakes for every <laughs> color
2: if you can think of the color there's flakes for it now there's off colors there's on colors there's what if you get a client
1: that she's like tiffany everything it's got to be tiffany green or tiffany blue <laughs> is there such a thing as tiffany flakes i bet you there is man
2: maybe in maybe in uh, the us somewhere it's we haven't a- we I, haven't got them yet i just
1: saw mercedes they just launched a tiffany interior design <laughs> mercedes convertible so they're working with tiffany
2: well, we're gonna have to. We'll have to I'm contact. I'm telling you,
1: find that Tiffany green, that teal tone that everyone knows about Tiffany. I bet you any money, somebody wants a Tiffany garage one day. I guarantee you, it, man. And they'll probably park their pearl white luxury car on top of it or something. That'd look nice.
2: Sure. Well, we're gonna get our people in contact with <laughs> Tiffany. And uh,
1: I think it, I just think that the gray is boring. Might as well try something. You're doing something that's gonna last. First of all, you guys offer 10 year warranty, but it lasts a lot longer than that.
2: Right. It'll it'll generally last a lifetime uh, outside of the floor shifting. Um, that's structural, though. That's, that's not, structural. That's, that's not, not our chem- product. That's not like
1: oil or any other detergents or agents or anything that people would spill on there. That's not going to damage the the flooring surface, right?
2: Right, and it is resistant to all that stuff as well. the The main enemy is uh, sand and salt.
1: Regular traditional salt for winter time.
2: Yeah, and it's an issue of uh, just slowly grinding it into the floor like pulling in pulling out say you don't ever clean there's just piles of dirt and salt and sand dropping off your uh car and then you you turn the wheel and then after that's done a couple thousand times it might eat through the surface of the uh
1: acts like a diamond or something and it starts to crack
2: well same with the sand right sand's uh it's all part particular stone it's true particulate
1: yes that's a very good point
2: so just do that a thousand times two thousand times what are we supposed to do
1: michael like i mean you bring your car in it's snowing you went through you traveled you park it in the garage but i mean are we supposed to take it out of the car and then wipe or screen
2: the floor just like a if you get most of it off that's fine And it's not like if you do it a few times it's gonna grind a hole through the floor this is a long long slow process um yeah you can sweep it out Um, maintain yeah just basic maintenance I mean, most people don't leave like a, a quarter inch of salt and stand on their garage floor anyways. So um, it's not it's not a huge maintenance expectation.
1: I mean, what I like about mine that I did and also the, the client's jobs that I've done for is when you step into the garage, it could be the garage is closed. You could step in the garage. You don't feel that you need to put footwear on because it feels like you're fo- Step in on a finished floor. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. And you always kind of, like you said, you always try to keep it maintained. Every weekend or whatever, I'll just sweep it. And I'll just wipe it out because I want to keep it clean. But that's what that's the difference between just regular concrete and and this stuff, right?
2: Well, it's becoming a lot more common where people are getting it done to turn their garage into like a gym, yeah, uh, a bar, um, you know, man cave, all that crap, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. Uh, people are. Realizing, I mean, you were saying in that our little uh, educational segment on garages, yeah, uh, that the garage takes up a big chunk of our our homes, right? Yeah, and it's wasted space. Usually, it's a dirty floor uh, with tires and bikes and kids' toys and you know stuff from our, our grandparents' basements that have just been there for years and years, where it could actually be a fully functional. Can be a gym. You can Space. have a little gym out there. You yeah. can host friends and have drinks. We just we just finished up a job. A guy made it into like a, a sports bar. He's got a huge big screen TV. We did a uh, gold uh, vein marbling on top of black on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. See, so like this guy was he was he was living on the edge. Yeah, uh, um, I'm sure
1: that looked good. You guys posted that picture.
2: Uh, yeah. we're, we got to get pictures. We okay. just finished it yesterday. Okay. So what is it like? A, like a swirly kind of gold pattern. Uh, it's more uh, veiny, like marbly gold. Really? So it looks like you yeah, you struck gold. You know, you see the the, the like gold that. veins. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks nice. So how do you guys Thank do you, that Tris. process? It's um,
0: the the probably same, but uh, for the so it coarse metallic marble flooring. So this time we need to use epoxy. So we put the the so this was black based. So we we tinted the epoxy with the black black tint and then pour over then epoxy need more time to be cured than polyaspartic at least 24 hours okay so we waited two days to be safe because we need to send it over the floor so after first cold we send hold the floor and vacuum it and then wipe it and vacuum it again and then we brought so we mix uh, metallic color, metallic black, and pearl. Pearl? Porsche. Pearl?
2: How pearl. Oh, p-e-a-r-l. Oh pearl. pearl. oh,
0: pearl. Okay. Pearl. pearl.
2: With the metallic black? Yeah. For your second coat?
0: For the, for the second coat, yeah.
2: Metallic so just means it's a little bit kind of shiny. Yeah. But then
1: you're adding the pearl tone to it to make it, what, softer?
2: A little softer. Yeah.
0: And then also you can see shine. Oh, like yeah, a pearly shine,
2: yeah, yeah like in that. the black. Okay. So
0: we pour that, squeegee, and and roll. Then separately, we mix the gold tint with the epoxy, and then with a the paint stick, we make a design.
1: And it looks like gold. Does it looks like actual gold, or it's actual it's gold. It's not yellow. Like it's gold, right? Gold. Yeah. So you could do also if you wanted to a silver or a bronze or a anything, purple, any color,
2: anything. Yeah. See. Yeah. i know i like that man
0: and then we like we uh so we pour with the paint stick okay. like a design then we how to say just roll again
2: re-roll re-roll Re-re-roll.
0: yeah and then we wait at least 24 hours or between 24 hours to 48 hours so when it's fully dried so we need to send it over again for the so finish you, coat.
1: You've got the base coat, the metallic and, and pearl coat, and then you've got the details with the gold.
2: The gold goes into the, the black pearly coat while it's still At wet. Oh, it's still wet. So yeah.
1: Oh, so it swirls in it.
2: You're, you're spreading it around whatever your pattern is. Okay. And it, it doesn't look great. It looks like uh, looks like just paint on top of paint. Uh, but the, the trick is to roll over it after, and that kind of flattens it out and once again it looks not great but then <coughs> it just settles it settles into these beautiful it tightens up oh yeah it really tightens up um so why is it
1: tightening up like it, it's the gold part of it, is it tightening up or all of the epoxies are tightening I
2: think it's just how it settles it must be how it settles okay um cuz yeah it all just kind of comes together and it looks like you got a big ass slab of marble on your floor like it looks really impressive um I was I was quite surprised the first time I, I, we did it, uh, just how good it looks and how much like marble it actually looks. So the client was
1: asking you guys to do this or you guys offered this, that you guys had this in your arsenal or which, where, did he get an image or something that I want to copy this lab here? Is that the idea?
0: Gave him a few options, like a flaked floor or a marbled floor. And he preferred go with marbled floor because... You want to make it turn like it's a bar, entertain. Yeah.
1: How difficult would it be to do like two dozen different paint colors as if someone just splashed it right on the floor? You'd have to mix epoxy for every single color and then shoot it onto the floor to make it look like someone splashed paint on the floor. That's easy. That's easy?
2: Yeah, the, the mixing's easy, and then you just splat it wherever you want and then
1: roll over it again it's easy but i just like uh, epoxy comes what in gallons or pails or both
2: gallon yeah you can get well they come in different sizes but generally that'd be a gallon okay a gallon wouldn't be too much like i'm talking about what if you were you you don't have to mix the whole thing you can measure it out right 50 50 okay You you could use it for glue at home if you want if you just mix a tiny bit uh so it's the nice thing about it is there's the epoxy or the poly part a so that's the chemical the and actual the product, hardener. and the other one's just hardener. Yeah. So if, if they never meet, they're going to both be runny liquids forever. Um, so it lasts forever, right? And it doesn't activate until you mix the two. Um, so you can, you can control how much, how much you use.
1: Um, now, now let me ask you, because when I did it, I know that you have to wear uh, the horse veterinarian gloves. Is that you guys that still do that or what? Because you can't really have any of this stuff touch your skin, right?
2: um we use uh, just normal sort of rubber surgical okay. gloves okay um and if, i don't know if it's changed over the years but if it does get on i went to s- the vet
1: and i got the, the horse <laughs> gloves man because i didn't want that stuff on my skin right i was just paranoid about it That's okay stuff. the chemical guys at the stud they were like tell me no you make sure it doesn't get on your skin man goggles and everything you got to make sure it doesn't get on your eyes and when you mix it already i think that it's just such a harsh chem- a chemical that you don't want it to be touching you
2: yeah, well, it, it does get on the skin once in a while. Okay. Um, I've never had a rash or anything from it. It will wax my hair off. Um, <laughs> okay. I've had some patches on my leg and arms. and uh, So, yeah, I mean, from what I gather, the worst thing you can do is uh, when you're sanding it, breathe in the, yeah. the particles from the sanding. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be inhaling this stuff regularly, but... Um, and you've yeah, got to mix
1: it into metal containers right you can't mix it into plastic containers we use plastic oh so everything i was told back then it's all had to be metal containers because there's can be a, rea- a reaction to the plastic the heat it was yeah. probably
2: overheating yeah so i suspect that it's just once again the the chemical engineers have probably tweaked some little uh <clears throat> molecules or something and i don't know that it heats quite as much um although i my son used uh he was doing a, a project for school He's doing, like, a diorama sort of thing. And so we were going to pour some epoxy to make, like, a lake. Okay. Um, and we poured it on top of some uh, styrofoam, and it just melted right through. <laughs> so we, we had some improvised waterfalls on the project. Got it. Okay.
1: Because it is, it's a harsh chemical when it when you're using it, right?
2: You got to be careful. You know, we, we have the full, we look like we're, we're hazmat warriors, yep. right? Like, yep. we're going into a COVID lockdown, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah we, we take all the precautions and you, know, you got to watch we both had our socks glued to our feet before we pulled skin off of our <laughs> i had to rip her really? sock off <laughs> pulled off a little Why piece is of her that?
1: are you not wearing shoes or
0: so or the there was the commercial shop so after we apply epoxy so and then we need to put one more coat but we didn't want to scratch the first coat so we didn't wear the spiky shoes. The, so we took off the shoes and we wore on our socks Sox. that time. And then, yeah, it goes on.
1: And the socks absorbed it and then it got stuck to your skin.
2: Yeah. And you got to rip skin off at that Ouch.
1: point.
2: Ouch. So. <laughs> so it's an epoxy pedicure. Wow. Basically. <coughs> yeah. But yeah, it can glue any part of your, your clothes to your body. It's if strong you.
1: stuff, yeah. It's really... So how many different? Ver- what else? Okay, so you did that one with the yellow. Is there other options that are outside of flakes that you guys can do? I don't know what's uh, available on the market nowadays.
2: There's this beautiful sand product. It's uh, quartz, little tiny, tiny beads, and they're are similar color patterns to like the uh, the flakes. Um, so yeah, you got your your usual black, beige, gray, white. Um, there, it's for outdoors. And it is more, more complicated. This would be for like patios, pool sides. Oh, okay. Um, front steps. Um, and it goes down in a similar manner. Uh, but you got to do an extra coat of the actual sand outside uh, just to make sure you get the proper coverage. And it just, it looks gorgeous. You, you, it just coats whatever you're coating in, in these tiny little colorful beads. And it, it, it what looks it, cool. What does it look like? Does it look textured it looks kinda textured. I mean just picture hundreds of thousands of little tiny colored balls. Very small, like sand, but orbular. And then you just you put the poly down, put them on top so they, they stick in it. And then it just covers everything. It, it
1: then put one coat on top of that, but you gotta put another coat on top of that one. Another of coat sand. of the, of the of sand, yeah. So why do you have to put after the second coat? Yeah, of the second coat of clear coat?
0: So first coat is same? Yes. Then the and sand. Then sand And then we vacuum up, Vacuum everything Let it sit Then we put the clear coat And we put the sand again And then vacuum again All And then clear sand in the end Because if we just do Because it's really small It's going into the If we just do one coat It will look kind of patchy
2: Okay yeah. It can dry faster outdoors You got the sun You got the wind You got the heat um, So if it dries a bit too much it won't adhere properly this is true with flakes and the sand so outdoors you generally have to do uh, double the coat with flakes and sand and the sand's particularly fussy uh, it's a lot of work it is more expensive but it looks it looks very nice but outdoor what's, you have to it do look? i'm more. trying
1: to figure out what it would look like would it look as if you're looking at um a sandstone of some sort like a, a very gritty Kind of it's not
2: very gritty. They're all like they're like little tiny tiny orbs. It's I believe made from quartz, so it's super tough. Okay, and then they're all just colored. So think like the flakes, super small orbs, and so when you look at it closely, it would
1: look like really tiny marbles kind of thing. Yeah, but in the same color pattern of whatever black, light gray, dark gray kind of thing.
2: Right. So it's just like a miniature. Orbital version of flakes. That's interesting. more
0: natural look for outdoor. Okay. Because sometimes people don't want... Because flakes are more designed, like can pop up. So they don't want to look at their porch like that, the front door. So they want to be more like natural.
1: Got Uh, it. Okay, I can
2: see that. It does blend in. The pattern doesn't jump out as much because they're so, so small. that It's just kind of a blend of colors it it doesn't really jump out at you
1: so you were saying that you use it for pool decks or pools
2: we haven't done pool decks yet but uh, that's what they would use we use it on like uh, porches patios front steps uh, concrete basement steps Um, it adds a nice texture and it looks it looks amazing i I personally like it but it is a pain in the ass to work with and just because you're outside and you got to be careful about the how fast it has to set right there's that and also just on porches, there's a lot of. It, the flatter the surface is, the easier it is to work with. The more you got to go up, vertical, around, round. going around posts and. So how are you handling
1: all that? You're just troweling it, or are you using a hand, or are you using sponges, or how is it being applied at that point?
2: Um, well, first we got to hand grind all the surface down, so you got to make sure you get all the areas, and then yeah, we're just using uh, like trowels or. Um, sorry not spatulas but uh, okay
1: knives putty knives yeah, yeah yeah
2: putty knives Okay, anything to get the product down we use mini rollers paintbrushes uh, anything to get the product there and then it's pretty easy to hand bomb it on okay um, but the sand's also harder to get on the walls too it's heavier so it runs down easier yeah so you can be putting it up and then it starts coming down um, I guess it's a
1: sweet spot with you guys you have to put just enough of the base material to put the material on so then it can stay but if you put too much of that base material then it's going to start to slide down yeah because it's too liquidy at that point
2: well, you can buy a, a thickener a product thickener for the the poly or epoxy okay it's apparently highly toxic this really <laughs> light powdery it looks almost like little miniature feathers like down like it'll float up it looks kind of neat but it's kind of creepy because everyone that we've bought it from or talked to about it, like, oh, make sure you wear masks with that. And these are guys that'll, like, grind concrete and, and lay down poly without putting anything on. They just don't care. Um, but the, everyone's like, don't breathe this stuff in. But that, that's, so that's the... The thickener. A thickener. It's a thickener, and then it allows it to go on heavier without speeding up the cure time, and then it'll uh, better handle. Um, so we don't use that really anymore. We We do the we prime the sidewalls instead and that that uh to do in that, that that application yeah so we try not to use that stuff
1: let me share a little bit of obc talk here garages and carports if a roofed enclosure used for storing or parking motor vehicles has more than 60% of the perimeter enclosed by walls doors or windows the enclosure is considered a garage That's a technical uh, description of a garage. Uh, Garages that are built in or attached must have floors that are sloped to drain liquids to the outdoors. Foundations for carports, garages, superstructures must follow the rules of footings and foundations of other buildings. One-story detached garage of less than 55 meters square, which is 592 square feet, floor area that are not masonry or masonry veneer construction may be supported on wood-mud sills or a concrete floor slab at least three and seven-eighths thick. I want to know about other... Oh, sorry. What's uh, up? I want I two things. One, this is
2: what the sand
0: looks like. Oh, nice. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah.
1: Is that you pulled it from their website?
0: I pulled it from Google.
1: <laughs> okay. Are you cutting to that so we can see it? like right, okay. Cool. So that's what it looks like. A little granular. Similar or no?
2: Um, that looks like it might be something else. It's much more granular.
0: Have. Half- Photo on our Instagram.
2: So check us out on Instagram. Do
1: you go to Instagram? I go to Instagram. Can you go to Instagram on the TV? No. Yeah, you can? I love technology. It's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't look like Ontario to me. No.
0: U.S.?
2: (laughs) The grass is giving it away. (laughs) Yeah. Florida. We joke about moving our business down to Florida, but...
1: What, why is it a joke?
2: Uh, well, mostly I'd have to convince my wife and my mom. Um, That's the marble you're talking about? That's marbling. This one yeah. Are you there? Well,
1: oh, I can do this. See, see how sexy that looks, that marbling? Oh, it's gorgeous. Look at that. Like, it looks like real marble. Look at that. Look, look at that. This is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to log in here. Uh, like, look at that marbling there. Well, you can click on Back. it. No, nope. no, that's it. Okay. Yeah, well, we see. Good. Yeah, I gotta log in. I'm not gonna log in right now, so that's fine. Is there a sample of anything else? That you, is um, there you go. Oh, nice. See how nice that looks. So that's a base, and then you guys did the the stick with the black and kind of just washed it around. Yeah, right. The, the white's white, the base.
0: White floor with the black vein.
1: You guys ever had a client who asked you to do like some sort of astrology theme? <laughs> like no? not yet. Why not? I don't understand. This is what clients need to wake up. Forget the flakes. I don't care about the flakes anymore. (laughs) Everybody has the flakes. Like, like, okay, fine. It looks beautiful. The flakes are fine. It's beautiful. I don't care. I would love to see, like, I don't know, even go the other way. The deep sea or something like that. And you go some sort of, I don't know, oceanic kind of avatar. I don't know, something.
2: That's what I'd be doing, but apparently apparently guys like you and i are uh, a little <laughs> far, too wild and crazy for a
1: few i mean see like flakes 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 there's yeah there's the gray flakes there's the beige flakes
2: <laughs> it is more expensive for the marbling uh the metallic but it's, it's okay it's an so investment it's right
1: Let, let's talk a little bit of numbers here I'm, I'm just curious so what are you guys charging by the square footage or by the scope square, square footage?
2: footage and then we can add a di- we, we will add additional if it needs a lot of uh, patch material so how much are the, how much would the the flakes
1: cost uh
2: for a box it's
0: for
1: usually around
0: 40 pound boxes no no the
1: actual app like they actually do it in a
2: garage i uh, oh. do the garage yeah. per square foot yeah um it, it depends on the area as well right how much uh travel time there is uh ranges from 650 to say 1050 a square foot you know if we're, if we had to go to Hamilton or something like that That's then different
1: yeah but if you're staying in the core, so you're whatever eight fifty nine bucks a square foot
2: uh, yeah between like between say seven and and nine
1: okay and that includes the prep, the cleaner uh, like everything everything, everything and yeah. the finished product right and yeah.
2: there's no we don't we don't throw anything additional on there there's no like oh yeah well we forgot to tell you that you know we used extra flakes and we used extra patch, everything's cleared up. before the the agreed upon price is the agreed upon price uh if it does need more we've had a couple come up where as we're working on the floor there was a a big rainstorm and then moisture started coming up through the floor um so we had to you know stop it tell them that we need to uh get a we have a moisture membrane it's like a, a epoxy that's waterproofs the floor from above um I guess that's what it all does. Okay. But uh, yeah, then you got to apply that. If there's any moisture coming through the floor or else it's going to bubble the the poly or the epoxy. So it's another specialized chemical that uh, we can use. You're
1: just doing that to protect it from the moisture that's in contact with it?
2: Moisture that might be, say it's got a high water level or the rain comes down the side of the house and it leaks through the floor. Got it. This would stop it safely. Um, Whereas normal poly and epoxy, if there's moisture coming up, uh, if it's if it's still kind of wet, it can bubble and and kind but of. This mess is it up. just
1: during the process of install.
2: We saw some wa- a big rainstorm came up while we were installing oh, and okay. it started leaking through the wall. We had this happen twice this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's not all the floor, but some floor has a moisture coming through issue. Yeah. And
2: then, how much
1: more would the marbling be or if I wanted to have uh, astrology or? uh a deep sea themed or something like that probably closer to twice the price or something
2: 12
0: at least nine
2: okay yeah so it would depend on the project um if if it's really complicated it needs more uh pattern oriented then it might be a bit more
1: can you i'm just curious i mean like i know that this is specifically designed for concrete and it's designed to be absorbed in concrete but could you wrap it up the walls and do it on the drywall?
2: Not drywall, because the uh, I mean, drywall is obviously susceptible to crumbling, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so if that starts to crumble, it. okay. It, once the drywall starts to go, then the epoxy is going to just come off with it eventually. The, the epoxy would kind of hold the drywall together, but say you got uh, humidity or, or anything, so we don't go over the drywall. But if you can put some baseboard down, it can be plywood, it could be whatever cut two by sixes or whatever just to do some baseboard um if it's sanded we can go over top of that because it'll it'll grip but to go on wood it has to be the poly because of the slight um flexibility we don't put epoxy on wood because it's too rigid if there's any bending in the wood it can crack the epoxy so we can actually do wooden stairs like say the stairs going up from the garage to the the door yeah We can go over that with poly, but we won't go over that with epoxy. And those could
1: be wooden stairs.
2: Yeah, or concrete. Oh, I did my concrete
1: steps, so I mean, I did that. But I was just thinking, yeah, if I wanted it on the walls, I would just rip down the drywall, put cement board, slap a coat of concrete on top of that, and then you guys would do that.
2: You wouldn't even need to put concrete over top of the cement board. You would just do the epoxy? What about the joints? Uh, We'd we'd seal the joints with the, uh, the caulking. Um, We also have a special wall patch. Wouldn't
1: that look cool, though? You do the flooring and do the walls as well. So it's like you're bathed in a a sort of epoxy kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah, that's that's a majority of our jobs going up the wall. And it's like a tub almost. It seals the whole thing. And, yeah, it looks like, uh, I mean, if you covered the front, you could fill that up and have a little pool. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I mean why aren't okay, why are our clients are always just going to the same old
1: same old that it's all all they care about is the protection of the concrete or they just want to no, they want to get rid of the look of the concrete that's what they want to do. Is that the primary thing um,
0: It's really dependent on Some wants to protect some wants to make it look nicer and easy to clean
2: Yes yeah, I think that's the two main things is most people, the last thing they're talking about is Preserving the floor. Uh, most people, it's they want it to look nice. They want the neighbors to notice, and um, they want to entertain with it. They want people to see it. So it's more about like, like getting a haircut or a shiny car or something, than it is about practicality. But uh, we we do try to sell the, the. It can add years to your floor, right? If it stops the moisture from getting yeah. in there, the yeah. salt, it, it does a big, a big, uh, big help with protecting and preserving. Um, and that's saving you money because it's more expensive to have your whole floor ripped up and then re-poured than it is to get this on top. I mean, clients don't realize
1: that, that if you have just a garage that's just concrete and every winter you're parking your vehicle and there was snow and you don't care about that snow, that salt, that grease, (coughs) everything, you're actually damaging the concrete. That concrete is just going to get worse and worse and worse. And eventually we'll get to the point where you will have to demo that concrete slab and re-pour a new slab.
2: Either that or worry about, like, breaking your ankle and the cracks that yeah. you got. Yeah,
1: it's just going to get worse, right?
2: And especially with the, the cold here, right? Because it's constantly expanding, contracting, expanding, contracting. So, yeah, the garage floors here are just, uh, they take a beating.
1: So how was it in the very beginning? Because I know you mentioned that you were using hand grinders in the very beginning because you didn't have the floor, or the larger ones, right? And I did it with hand grinders, too, the very beginning. And, and the worst part was the grinders were overheating. It was just getting so hot to touch right they were they were dewalt grinders i think they were seven inch whatever and you're using different blades but i mean that's how you guys were doing it too
2: we had a we, we bought a really nice little bosch grinder as a four and a half five inch um discs okay and um it was good it was good to us it never overheated it always did what it was supposed to do uh but it <laughs> i mean you're doing four a four inch
1: <laughs> On a double or you a single car garage? It overheated
0: us.
2: It overheated us, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly cool that what one.
1: it did. How long did that take to grind that whole garage?
2: Well, you could spend six hours grinding. It's uh
1: In a mask, goggles, earmuffs, because it's so loud.
2: Oh, man, the noise, <sighs> the noises. And it's a
1: reverb because you're inside a garage. Oh, my so God. So it just bounces back and forth at you.
2: And it's, it's shooting... With the uh, the hand grinder, it's shooting dust out. Yeah. We've invested in a... Uh, we got a really nice push grinder and a really good vacuum now. We got a really expensive vacuum, and that makes all the difference. It's got the HEPA filter, so it's um, self cleaning. Yeah. Uh, you don't never have to empty it. And when you do, it's got these bags that pop out the bottom like it's laying eggs, and you just uh, tie them off, snip it, and then pull out the next bag. Who makes that? Um, I think Husky just bought them, Huskavarna just bought them. They were Blast Track blast track is so what then they're called the,
1: the ba- it's collecting the debris and the bag is outside of the vacuum
2: it, the, it's like a, a droid from star wars sort of like R2D2 except taller and it's laying these bags of concrete out the bottom so as it's sucking in the concrete through the top it drops it down into this bag and as it weighs it it pushes the bag out the bottom like it's laying an egg and then you just tie that off snip it and retie the bottom and then you got your next bag's ready to go i love that man it's amazing how much is that thing where'd you guys buy that bought it from our guys at chromology they're the ones that uh they're our supply guys okay that was what four four thousand
0: i think more
1: but i mean the convenience of that thing like it's smart like you never have to open it up to empty it out or clean out the oh. filters you got a hepa so the hepa's cleaning the filters all the time and you're just dropping eggs of dirt that's all you're doing and you like it's that's that's convenient
2: it it really changed uh because we were using just like an expensive uh or that was not dewalt the shop back right okay and so once that filter gets covered in uh concrete dust which is every two minutes two seconds i know sorry two seconds yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got to
1: bang it out. That's what I was doing. I know. That's why it's worth it to buy a vacuum like that. Oh. So it's got a little carousel for the bags that it's inside the unit itself. And then as you're filling, it, it just takes another bag and another bag and another bag.
2: It's like a one continuous tube that's it's kind of like a, a sausage, you know, like a sausage tube. Holy cow. I've never seen this. And that attaches around the base. And then, so you, you twisty tie, well, you zip tie the bottom of the sausage tube. Yeah. And so the concrete dust coming in just settles at the bottom of the vacuum, which is the bag. And as it gets heavy, it just kind of mm-hmm. comes out. And then you just tie it off again, snip it, re-zip tie the bag, and you're off to the races.
1: And then the floor grinder, it's vacuum attached to that?
2: Yeah, with our nice uh, Husqvarna floor grinder. Um, the
0: horse is going touch it how big is the
1: hose two yeah. inch
0: uh,
1: four uh maybe two and a half really huh so it's moving volume
2: <laughs> it's moving a lot there's almost no dust that gets in the air from the uh the floor grinding like you wouldn't even you wouldn't even be able to tell if we went in there um and grind the floor you, you wouldn't see the dust when you got the good equipment it makes so much but what are you using
1: today to do the corners because obviously you can't get the machines right into the corner or right to the
2: edge right we can get probably about half an inch with our grinder. With
1: the big grinder?
2: And there's better ones now that'll get you to like an eighth of an inch, which is what we're saving up for right Holy now. Holy
1: cow. Wow. Husqvar as well? Um,
2: No, this no, was...
0: different one. Rhino. For- forgot the name.
2: This thing, it's crazy. It weighs like 800 pounds. You can get ride-on right ones. You could spend like 30,000 bucks on... Uh, Floor that's, grinders. That's, that's more for
1: like parking garages, I guess, or like that's uh, not for warehouses parking. or. Yeah, warehouses or and stuff.
2: Um,
1: so, yeah. Uh, you guys ever just do clear coat right onto garage concrete?
2: Nobody's ever gone for that.
1: No. Nobody? Like you clean up the garage? No different no, than walking around here and you just clean up the concrete and just leave it clear coat? It actually, would look cool, but if it's a new if it's a new pour and you grinded it, brand new pour and you just clear coat, that looks nice too.
0: Actually, we tried once, and then she, because she wanted to look like a industrial look, oh
2: yeah, yeah. so we
0: did it with clear coat, but end up she said maybe we'll go with white. Mm-hmm. So we we poured the white color, but actually we did it and it looked really cool. Actually,
1: so what would you guys charge if like you got a client? that had some testicles and just like you know said i want to go back to the 70s and i want to do like a classic griffith you know kind of guy riding a lion with wings and looks like a, a a rock star from the 70s or something like that and do a painting on there like can you actually do a painting with the epoxy can we get that extreme you guys are looking at me like I just said something weird.
2: Like a painting <laughs> with the epoxy or taking like a painting and... and no, no, actually painting it. the
1: epoxy. Or, but yeah, wait a minute. You could if you printed it off. And yeah. you can embed it into the epoxy.
2: You'd want yeah. to get a really thin print. And then uh, oh, you go over top of that with a... We haven't actually done that yet. But there
1: are 3D... There are printers now that will do full-scale printing. Like you can do a 10-foot printing of something.
2: Yeah, and people will get like... A, mercedes logo or porsche or something or and then you you can just embed it it on the first coat
1: on the prime coat and then you guys embed it into the finish coat right
2: uh we we would we'd have to get walked through that we uh we uh, we like to have someone at hand the first couple times and that's one of the advantages of the the partnership we have with the shop is we got there's a few people there that have been doing this for a couple decades but I could see that being an
1: option now, because if you guys are doing the same thing, you prep the surface, do the primer, do, let's say, for argument's sake, flakes around the whole area, but then put this image in the center. Yeah. And then you... And then clear. Clear out yeah. the, clean out the flakes, whatever, get it all prepped, and then put your final coat. so now you've embedded... yeah. I guess it's no different than those harvest tables that guys are doing and they're throwing Star Wars uh, toy figures inside the epoxy, right? Very similar, just similar just to that, flatter. right? So it's like it's all you all you're doing is embedding something inside the material. That's yeah. all you're doing, right?
0: We can do it, but uh, as I know, we need to be careful that that final the printed one, shouldn't sunk in too much. So yeah. Just need a more skill, but we can do it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how would you
1: do that if you were to I guess you'd have to roll it or squeeze in the material that pitcher to kinda embed it in there, right? To make sure and then when you pour on the final coat, the finishing coat, clear coat,
2: it's the idea is it. just to have it thin enough that you can just go right over it. Uh, a little tricky, huh? yeah. because otherwise you'd have to etch it into the ground, uh the concrete and you know, we're not we're not getting into that. No, no, no. But it can be done flawlessly. Like it doesn't look like it's kind of like the marbling. It doesn't look like you just have a thin, thin, thin piece of decal there. <laughs> Once it gets sealed, it looks like it. You know, it could be a plaque or something. Yeah. Once you get this this poly or epoxy over top of something, it makes it look classy. It just adds that hard crystal shine to it.
1: So then, I mean, there's plenty of things that you can do. You guys, it's just a matter of waiting for a client to try it yeah right that's all it is right and in the meantime flakes
2: the flakes it's (laughs) very it's hard to mess up the flakes (laughs) one of the beautiful things about the flakes is uh if there's any irregularities in the floor like uh, pockmarks whatever the flakes just cover it yeah It, it just it's magic we used to offer uh light flaking when we first started and we charged less for that because we're using less material but then you have to go and try to evenly apply across the yeah. whole floor, and then you get a bit too much here. And that means you have to put more everywhere. And then the client might be like, Well, I didn't want it that heavy, or I didn't want it in that. And then you got to deal with shit, right. So we, we charge more for using less material when it comes to flakes, because uh, doing the full flake is just so much easier. Well, it,
1: it, yeah, it allows it to be more consistent.
2: Much yeah. more consistent, yeah, right. it and looks better.
0: More grapes as well.
2: More
1: grip. Okay.
2: It adds, yeah, grip, and it also adds durability. It's, it's like a meshing um, with the poly.
1: Now, the other thing that I noticed with concrete slabs, as certain homes age, you'll get a little bit of dipping, like just naturally, as if the concrete slab itself has just been dropping in the center. Now you've got a little bit of pooling going on. Before you guys get started, is there a concrete material that you guys would use to kind of, or is it like basically you're using a self-leveling material to drop to kind of fix that dip? Would that be the case?
0: It's really depend on how much they want to pay f- for it. Yeah. Okay. Because if if there is too much dip, we we recommend to pour concrete. Yeah. But if not too much dip, we can do with the self self-leveling concrete or for more of moisture membrane to make it le- set, uh, level. Yeah. But this the price difference or if people just don't care just want to cover it just we just will we not level it. Yeah. But
1: even with self leveling, you have to still wait for it to fully cure, right? You, you'd have to 28 day period.
2: Well, that's what's nice about the uh, the epoxy moisture membrane. It'll it'll cure within 24 hours. Um, it's super hard and um, yeah, it'll self level. So we would just, it, it's very expensive. What's the,
1: thick the thickest that it can go?
2: It can go pretty thick. Like um, an inch or so? Yeah. Really? Uh, but you don't want to do that with poly or epoxy. Uh, this is a different, it's, what's this cost? A kit.
1: That's an actual concrete material, right?
2: So it's. It looks like a. Like a gold, sort of a goldy uh, epoxy. Okay. It looks like honey. It looks really nice.
1: That just sounds expensive.
2: It
0: is pretty expensive. It's Very
1: expensive.
2: Yeah, not because it looks like honey, because it's it just looks. It's a great. Dura- it's not the final coat. That's what no, we no, but it fills in
1: that void that you want to get rid of. So then it right. yeah. So then you get a perfect garage floor at that point.
2: Yeah, and then that'll outlast the rest of your floor. It's like,
1: have you guys ever? had to grind down other people's work because it wasn't done properly uh, yeah, that happens right yeah because yeah. everybody thinks that they can do it yeah or they don't prep it epoxy you guys tell me it's all about the prep it's yeah. prep that's all it is right if you don't spend that time and effort and properly do it then it's going to fail
2: you could use the best product that you could find on the market and if you don't prep the floor properly it'll it'll be coming off and you could use Rustoleum from uh you know i'm not recommending that but if you (laughs) prep the floor properly that'll probably outlast
1: i hate that they have that product on the shelf and they're trying to convince homeowners to go home and do it themselves i just don't get it i really don't understand it just stick with the spray cans there and let people spray those spray cans on the all over the shelving there but i mean that that's not a product for diyers to be doing man
2: you got to really take it seriously and you know i if you look up the uh, the how to's on the the internet they don't even show grinding the floor the, there's this thing called uh, acid etching where you just use it yeah, that's this.
1: bullshit by the way I'm sorry but it's like it's not the proper way to do it
2: no it's not the proper way but like you were saying earlier you can't trust everything on uh, yeah the internet because that's an instructional video now just you can have your floor in a day like give it a quick wash blah 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 and you know if you're lucky maybe it'll last a while if you're not it won't so um You gotta, I I wanna do a little
1: green book talk here, but you gotta ask your supplier why mine got yellow and then didn't. It's not yellow anymore. Okay.
2: It, it unyellowed.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm still trying to figure it out. I look well, we're going to have
2: to study that floor.
1: I, I don't know. You can take a sample if you want. Uh, Green Book Talk here. Hazards of ha- epoxy. You guys know all about this stuff, right? Epoxy resin systems are made up of an epoxy resin and curing agent. Hardener uh, resin is almost non-toxic, but the uncured resin components can be harmful. That's the truth. So the hardener is not, and the part A is, is the dangerous one.
2: Well, we're always working with them at the same time. Um, so. two,
1: two component resin products are more hazardous than a single component systems because the hazardous chemicals are already partly combined with less toxic Polymers and they do not evaporate into the air as easily. Epoxy resin components are, uh, can irritate eyes, nose, throat, and skin and cause skin allergies and asthma attacks. These symptoms may not appear until hours after contact, often at night. Additives to some resins can be inhaled or absorbed through the skin and can cause other effects such as headaches, nausea, dizziness, alert speech, confusion, and loss of consciousness. That's basically a contractor right there, right? Eh? Uh, liquid resin can severely damage the eyes if enters them Uh, in case of eye contact immediately rinse the eyes with the water for 15 minutes then seek medical attention to reduce risks keep containers of resins and solvents tightly sealed use local exhaust vent ventilation systems uh, to prevent vapor buildup in the air avoid heating epoxies as heat releases more chemicals into the air if heating is required use respirator and ensure proper ventilation it gets hot when you mix the two together yeah, yeah, it heats up. Like, it, it touches it. It's hot to touch, right? It's not scolding, but it's hot.
2: It's almost hot. Like, if you're really, holding yeah. the bucket, it yeah. can oh. get quite... Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat as well. Um, well yeah,
1: it's science class, right? But oh. keep the guys who smoke around you away from you. Yeah. Right? You no don't. No smoking on the floors. No, no, no. That's uh, we, We're close to wrapping it up. I just want to figure out what else do we want to know about epoxy floors and you guys?
2: Um, well, <clears throat>
1: you guys are also offering the shelving and other details as well or not? You're not touching that anymore?
2: Uh, we we used to do custom shelves like that was our woodworking uh, aspect to it. We the build slat them walls to and things like that. Uh, we didn't do slat walls, uh, but this is what you need to know. Um, we are we are connecting with a uh, a supplier and producer of the slat walls. They actually manufacture them, I believe, here in Vaughan. Okay. Um. So we are going to start slat wall installations in the new year. Nice. Um, and it's custom you can you can do top to bottom round corners on your ceiling if you want what colors um right now it's gray uh because it's
0: (laughs) but we can paint it
2: it's paintable okay all right tiffany green
1: all right you'll we'll save you the (laughs) tiffany green i mark my words i guarantee you you're going to come across a client who's going to want a tiffany green garage epoxy Tiff- I guarantee it's going to happen, man. Tiffany, eh? I'm telling you the truth. People mm-hmm. are particular about that color, man. So our right.
0: supply shop can make any color, so...
1: Start experimenting. Yeah. Make a sample of Tiffany green and show it to a woman, and she'll like, yes, I want my Benz parked on top of that th- Tiffany Could green Could you
2: send us a sample of Tiffany green? Tiffany <laughs> green? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <pause> if you go to Tiffany's website, anybody. like <laughs> tiff- You know <laughs> Tiffany. I don't jewelry? shop on <laughs> Tiffany too no, I don't either. I don't touch it either, but there's Tiffany. What are you wearing over there?
2: What? I <laughs> <laughs> got nothing there's no tiffany no no but i mean
1: everyone like ask anybody uh, like uh, tiffany green is a particular green. it's their color right it, check that uh, out yeah, check it out man but i'm telling you they want a garage uh, epoxy tiffany green
2: maybe we could change our company <laughs> name to uh, a <laughs> tiffany garages no
1: i think you got to get ownership of them they're gonna have to get licensing oh, yeah. at that point <laughs> no so it's good that you guys are gonna do slats and and there it is
0: oh okay there it is that's uh. tiffany
1: green Kind of nice. Looks that one right there. Yeah, that that color there looks almost blue. It's a blue tealish kind of thing. It's a particular color. I've been mm. in the Tiffany in New York in the flagship store there. Oh. talk about wealth. <laughs> um, <it's laughs> I'm kidding. Eh? Talk about wealth. It's just insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting that we show that. But no. Okay. So that's good that you guys are going to be doing that. So in cabinets
2: as well. Nice. Uh, sort of nice high quality cabinets. Can you paint the cabinets. No, they come. Uh, they come colored. Like
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they're already color. like
2: red and black, or okay. It's like nice metallic okay, cabinets. That's good. Magnet like that. doors. Yes, I like that. High quality stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's through the same supplier, not our not our epoxy poly supplier, but this guy, he's connected to our suppliers, but he's uh he's got his own business and and they're manufacturing the panels now, and like I said, they're here in Vaughan. Um so how many crews you guys have
1: going on right is it one crew just you guys or
0: it's right now we just okay just us
2: yeah uh, sometimes we'll uh if if it is a little extra work some guys from uh (coughs) connected to or from the shop will come and uh give us a hand nice yeah
1: cool uh everybody check it out dreamgarage.me and it's dg.dreamgarage at gmail.com and it's dg.dreamgarage you guys ready for the 12 questions of construction? oh yeah Yeah? Yeah. it's not a test and there's no cash prizes uh, what is your favorite construction word? we'll start with
0: favorite construction word
1: it's not squeegee is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not squeegee what I said? So mine, we, I
2: mine squeezy. is squeezy so squeezy. that's my new favorite <laughs> construction word can you grab the squeezy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Let me think about it. You go first.
2: He,
1: are you choosing i go one? with He's squeezy. Choosing that one. See, are you already squeezy? He's keeping okay. it now. That we, it's been made up today.
2: Well, it's like my wife. She's from Germany, so she's got a few words that she uh, mispronounces, but I find it so adorable that I don't correct her. <laughs> and she wonders why I just <laughs> start chuckling when she says certain things. So, it, maybe it's mean. I'm sorry. No, it's not mean. It's, it's squeezy. It's cute.
0: Or say grinding. Grinding. Pushing grinder.
1: What's your least favorite construction word?
0: Uh, uh Generator.
2: Um, by word, does it have to be? could be a phrase. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when you hear the client say, oh. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> After a like, job's done. It's supposed to be like ah, that. <coughs> yeah, wow, that's so that's so amazing. But it does look like what you showed them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are people are fussy, you know, like, "Oh, that that color's a tiny bit." You're just like
1: What uh, <laughs> what you want Tiffany green? Uh, what turns you yeah. on in construction, guys? What? What excites you in
2: construction? <clears throat> For me, I just like the the Having a nice finished product, standing back, and just observing a job well done—that really makes my day.
0: Similar. Just every every single part goes smoothly, smooth. Yeah.
1: What turns you off in construction?
0: Cold, cold weather. Yeah. I hate cold weather. We're in Canada.
2: Yeah, I might have to go cold weather too. The last month has been rough. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. and It's been funny. Yeah. It has been funny. We went from like just blessed, <coughs> gorgeous weather. You know, we were having, what was that, November?
1: It was insane. Yeah. Uh, September was so warm. It was almost a summer.
2: Right yeah. up until like almost mid-November. We were getting like 10 Crazy. degrees, sunny. And then all yeah. of a sudden it just... <laughs> Uh,
0: my hand is freezing. Cannot feel it. Yeah. My toe cannot feel it. Yeah.
2: What is your favorite curse word or phrase? <coughs> curse phrase.
0: We're not much doing it, but I think F U C K.
2: <laughs> We're a pretty wholesome crew. All right. So <laughs> and cool. uh, my mom might be watching. Oh, no, so you don't have to curse. <laughs> darn. You
1: know. Gosh, darn. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what is your uh, favorite vehicle in the entire world?
2: I like our work truck. It's uh, saved our ass. What is it? It's a Ford. I'm not. A, I don't know anything about vehicles, to be honest. A Ford uh, truck. We bought a nice truck, and it's it's been just great. So my favorite vehicle is a black pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little more. She's a little more classy, though.
0: My drink car is Ferrari. Which one? I don't know specifically, just <laughs> a red Ferry. Just
1: a
2: Ferrari, that's Just all. red Ferry. What is your
1: least favorite vehicle?
0: <laughs> they were both same.
2: My when we first started, we were using uh, my wife's minivan uh as our work vehicle and we almost got killed. We almost destroyed the the vehicle. The, the bumper fell off. The it was just a oof. It was rough. <laughs> same thing?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what uh, construction sound or noise do you guys love?
2: We don't have a ton of nice noises with what we do. It's loud. It's very loud. So I, I had to opt for our rollers. When you got the, the product on the floor and you got a nice wet roller and it's just kind of making a sloshy, quiet, easy on soothing. the ears.
1: It's almost soothing sound.
2: It is kind of soothing. Yeah.
0: My favorite sound is so usually do the pushing grinder using pushing grinder so when it grinds nicely properly it makes sounds like (laughs) so that's my favorite sound yeah
2: (laughs) what construction sound or noise do you guys hate we agreed on this one it's the
0: generator sound the generator it's
2: so goddamn loud And (laughs) and it's spitting out chemicals and I burnt myself on there a couple times. It gets really hot. It's such a constant loudness, eh?
1: Ugh. All day long. And
2: the, I had, almost get killed. Oh, she almost killed herself with a generator. How? We were in a big warehouse, and we had the generator positioned over by one of the bay doors, but I guess it was blowing back in, and there was no ventilation really inside. It was these great big ceilings, and I guess it just slowly filled up. and. Uh,
0: I was feeling... Weird. I thought I'm tired because I didn't sleep oh. last night long. So, and then I was feeling tired and then a little headache. And then, so I went out, had a fresh air, and then came back. I was okay. And then again, like 10 minutes later, I'm sleepy and headache. So, I end up, I realized that the toxic is affecting me carbon monoxide.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I turned it off. I went out and Actually, in Korea, we are drinking cold kimchi soup. It's naturally. Okay. <laughs> so I decided to have that. And we. I, he was at the other job, job site close by. So I bought it. I went to his place. And we had it and finished his job. So I felt much better. Fresh air. I think I came out right time. I didn't keep myself there. Yeah, and then went for suckers. So. Lucky, lucky, <laughs> yeah.
2: lucky, yeah. Huh? Yeah, so that was a, a very important lesson. And, uh, you know, we thought that we were being safe enough by having it positioned out the door. But yeah, if she had blacked out, then uh, yeah. we would have lost 50% of our crew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day?
2: Like realistically or unrealistically? What it? it could be anything in the world. I want it to be an astronaut. All right, I'd like to be a uh, classical or jazz musician.
0: Nice. I want to be a soccer player. Nice.
2: Or a surgeon. Yeah. She's actually medically trained back in Korea. Really? Or
0: It's not real directly, but I studied biomedical engineering.
2: Sounds serious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not what I
1: studied. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what
1: profession would you guys not like to do?
2: Okay. Um any government bureaucrat spot I'd shoot myself same boat yeah
0: I go with HR pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Last question if heaven
1: exists what would you guys like to hear God say when you
2: arrive at those pearly gates well, This one we both said the exact same thing too it was a uh, good job
0: good job good I job. actually have a tattoo here It says you're you're doing good
1: You're doing good Yeah Thanks, guys. Good to meet you. Thank you so much for being on the show, talking epoxy and garages and all this other stuff. And let me know when you guys do the Tiffany garage. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the first one. We're going to have to start (laughs) pushing that, eh? You're going to start selling it. It's going to be a staple. You're going to see people ask for it all over the city. That's exciting. Toronto's a Tiffany town. I tell you that right now. Toronto's
2: going to be the Tiffany town soon. I'm telling you. I don't want any royalties.
1: Just do it. Send me a picture. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, you, (laughs) Eugene. 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 And it's uh, dreamgarage.me and it's dg.dreamgarage at gmail.com and it's dg.dreamgarage on Instagram. Thank you, man.
2: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks, Angelina. We're out of here. Thank you.
0: Thank you.